the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. I want you to listen in to the conversation between me and Phil Joel, the music singer from Newsboys, and my husband, Pastor Doyle. We are talking from the book of Daniel about Daniel and all of his friends, how to have a courageous and bold, prayer-filled, dedicated faith. Here we go. Well, I believe that Jesus walked on water, too. The supernatural doesn't bother me because God created the natural. Okay? And I studied physics in school, and I understand that according to physics, I should be able to take my hand and just push it right through this table because it's just a bunch of molecules. And theoretically, I could put my hand through this table the same way Jesus walked through into the room of a locked door, the same way after the resurrection. After the resurrection, but he also he walked on water prior to the resurrection. And so God can work within the natural realm and he understands how to make certain things happen in nature that we can't see yet. We've seen some things. We understand some things now about DNA. We understand certain things about gene diagrams. We understand a lot of things today that previous generations didn't. But God still knows more than we do. Well, and we have proof. We have historical proof, archaeological proof, uh, testimonial proof. That's I mean, right. we have proof. That's right. And so I don't, I don't worry about the details in that. And um, I don't know if they had some sort of special suit that they wore in. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it was, the, it was God that was with them. That's the fourth man in that story. But for me, I, I put this in here because there's times when I have to be courageous. And, and thankfully for most of us, we aren't going to be thrown into a fiery furnace. You know, we have such an indulgent culture, don't we? And I think about, like, what things do we have to be willing to say no to that would relate to us? I mean, today I'm not being asked to be thrown into a fiery Correct. furnace. But I do remember when I was 13 and my mom said, no, you are not going to that haunted house with those 20 teenagers. You're not. And so I didn't get to go to that, you know, or I chose not to, you know, to follow her instruction. But I mean, what are those, what are those things, what are those things that we, do you have any ideas? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm a little stuck on one little verse there, which I like. If he does not deliver? Yeah, because they're just like, you know, we're just, we're not doing that. We're not going to bow the knee to this guy um, as we believe, you know, God will save us in the way that, and God will save us. But even if he doesn't, 
they're like, we're, we're still not going to bow the knee. That's right. and, and I think there's that faith element in that that's, that's saying, because we always think of God's deliverance, uh, you know, we, we tend to come up with how, we, we, how he's going to deliver us. That's right. Mm-hmm. But he's always surprising. And so when something looks like it's a death, oftentimes it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a Jonah belly of a whale it's a womb it's something else where we may be in dark we may be put in darkness for a while then we come out into something new and so god can use those opportunities especially when we're obedient and when things don't go the way we even think they're meant to go god what's happening he's going just hang on just hang on Mm -hmm. jesus was in the ground for three days right yeah just hang on i've got resurrection coming i've got new life coming i've got plans just stay faithful and uh and don't freak out yeah, yeah, obedience. That obedience. might be the key word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Easier said than done sometimes. Sometimes. But Daniel, these guys, they knew who they were. And I think, again, that's identity, knowing I know who I am. I know who I worship. I know what I stand for, what I don't, and what I stand against. And this is who I am. And it's confidence, not arrogance. And I like that. It's good. Yeah. Let's talk about worship. I mean, Phil, you've spent your life worshiping God. How do, how do you, do you worship off the stage as well? Uh, yeah, oh, well, I think... Or um, leading people into yeah. worship. It's not just you by yourself. Well, what, the worship's, you know, worship is not music. We think of worship music, make sure we keep those two words connected, maybe sometimes, um, is, is important. But, but God's called us to a lifestyle of worship. So what does that mean? I mean, what does that mean to the what did that mean to the Christians in the in the 18th, 17th, 16th centuries who didn't have Christian radio? <laughs> what could they have done? Maybe they had hymnals. I don't know. But you know, it's not about music. It's about a lifestyle of worship, connecting with God, continuously looking for those places um, that we that, uh, of worship, which can be, I think, for, I think even for men, us, not all men like music and a lot of men don't like worship music. don't feel bad about that you it's not a, it doesn't it, that's not how you necessarily connect with your creator some of you are just built to build to make to fix to work on a barn door to fix your neighbor's you know flat tire whatever it is when you're in the midst of that i i <clears throat> my wife and i just started a new business and i I'm, i've been making candles uh, for the store, you know, the stores, the, the candle making, the, the candles have been selling a lot, and so I have to make a bunch. So I'm up there, I'm stirring this thing. I love it. I love it. And I'm just going, Lord, this is so fun. I'm just working and putting these things together. We're stirring this up. We're going to make these beautiful candles. People are going to buy them. They're so great. I love them. It's going to fill their home with an aroma. Oh, I don't know. Something about that to me is just like worship. And so the work of our hands, the things that we're doing, beyond yeah. this platform, beyond this stage, I mean, it's not like we're singing these songs to remind God of who he is, right? Hey, remember, God, you're never going to let me down. You remember? You remember the promise, you're never going to let me down? He's not needing to be reminded. It's us, right? So when we're singing these things, it's coming out of our mouths, it's going out into the air, but it's coming back in our own ears and hopefully solidifying truth down in our own souls. 
so that we can be, we can walk with greater faith and obedience. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, the Bible says we work heartily as unto the Lord. Yeah. So whatever yeah. it, you know, that you're doing. But I think Daniel and the guys, they knew what they weren't going to do. So they knew their no's. Then you can kind of enter into your, what are we going to do? Right. And what was the next phase of worship for these guys? Because they became officials and became like elevated into these great positions. Right. And they went for it. And they worked really hard, even for a king that was corrupt. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty wild. They took the work of their hands very seriously. They weren't lazy because they didn't agree with the guy. They were like, no, we're going to work. We're going to be the best people we can be, and we're going to invite God into this. And that's worship. And they won because of it. They had victories because of it. It's pretty cool. They, they had an understanding that the world that they lived in was ungodly, but they were still to be godly in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. And they had an imagination that by bringing God with them to work, it would positively impact others. And that they had a connection with the source of life that could help them. And that's what worship is. I wrote this down. Worship is giving God the best that he has given you, Mm -hmm. Oswald Chambers. And so um, when, when my dad would open the veterinary clinic, every day they would pray, and he would say, okay, Lord, Today, as, as we're helping people, show us who, it, it was their act of worship, okay? Um, when I was a teenager, the, the church said, would you help run sound? And I would say, I, I don't know how to do that. And I would pray, and the Lord would show me how to do the job that I had to do. That's worship. When you give God your best because he's given you his best. And, and that's what worship is. Well, I mean, the other thing about these guys, they let everybody know who they were. They weren't hiding it. That's a challenge today, isn't it? I think. Let's talk about prayer in the Word and how that was a part of their life, okay? okay? So I think what, what happens is you and I, were like, okay, so how do I lead with faith? And, and we struggle over this. And then what happens is we talk about the importance of us reading the Bible and praying and then we get into this, this area where it's like, oh, man, it's a chore, and it's not life-giving. Okay. And, and I, I want to I help you over that hurdle if we can somehow. Um, do you want to talk about that, or do you want to read the Scripture Let's, first? Who wants, you want to read it, Phil? I'll, I'll read it without my glasses. An, an attempt to trap Daniel... Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administration and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man Daniel unless it has something to do with the law of his God. Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three, da- three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. So what happened was they basically made a law that you're not allowed to pray. And you can only imagine uh, how that would happen. And it didn't deter Daniel. So three, he had this habit three times a day, uh, in the morning, noon, we don't know exactly when, he would pray. And 
what it means is that, that Daniel trusted God. Now, this is the problem we have, okay? We, we decide, well, I need to read the Bible every day, and then we do it. We've read it, but it doesn't necessarily touch our hearts. And I get that. I've been there, and I've done that, okay? I'm, I'm doing it kind of as a legalistic requirement, and yet what I was really hoping for is to find God when I read. And uh, sometimes I'm like, I really need to get to work. <laughs> I'm running late. How can I do this? And so, how do you, so this is what I've learned to do is I have to, I have to think about what motivates me to do this. And at different seasons in my life, it's been different, okay? There was a time in my life when I said, Lord, I, I'm going to read my Bible every day because I don't feel like I know you that well. And it's the best place for me to get to know you. And I want to really feel close to you. And so that became my prayer. Lord, I'm reading my Bible because I want to get close to you. I hope you'll go to jenniferjackson.com. That's right, jenniferjackson.com. Thank you for listening to the show. And I know today was a little bit different having such a conversation. It was a wonderful time together. We have a great testimony coming up. And you can hear the rest of those testimonies and other episodes at jenniferjackson.com. And you can also send a gift to Simply for Women. We are a listener-supported show. And for a gift of any amount, we will send you a gift in return. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part, for growing in the Lord, and for sharing your faith and having a bold faith. You are listening to Simply for Women. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.